This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, good morning, Gary. Uh, Nice to have you on the phone again. Well, it's good to be back, Paul. Gary, uh, today let's talk about the economy. Uh, Last week there was a new jobs market report. Uh, How do you read it? Well, thanks, Paul. Um, well, the, the May increase in jobs was good, especially after the disappointing um, April increase in jobs. But, you know, it wasn't great. Um, so the Bureau of Labor Statistics report published the first week in May, excuse me, first week in June, showed that the national economy added about 559,000 jobs. That's a little lower than the forecast consensus, but it's, you know, strong by historic standards, about double the increase in jobs that were for the revised number for April. Um, you know, and moreover, the economy has added, you know, if we look at a little longer trend, you know, for the last four months, it's averaged about 500,000 jobs. Um, you know, and that's, that's pretty good by historic standards. So, um, you know, there's some other good news in those data as well. There were signs that um, wages were increasing in a number of areas. Um, there's another report on new hires and job losses and layoffs. And that one was showing that layoffs were down. Uh, new hires were up. Um, there's a lot of, there's you know, about 9 million job openings. Um, and, you know, even perhaps even more important is that there were um, large numbers of workers, particularly in areas that are growing faster. As, as the economy starts rebounding, um, that are leaving their jobs, they're confident enough to leave their jobs to, to you know, to take other positions. So, um, you know, that's that's good news. Um, you know, still, you know, we, we're still down about 7.6 million jobs from the COVID peak. And even if we add, you know, 500,000 jobs a, a month, like we did in, in May, it'll take about 15 months to reach full employment. That would be, you know, not until the, the summer of 2022. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, the labor markets don't just bounce back instantaneously. It takes time to change jobs, um, change professions. Um, people are looking, you know, some people are working for better wages in different industries if they're worried about, you know, COVID coming back. Um, so there's lot, lots of things you know, worried about COVID and childcare. And you know, there are just lots of things going on that, you know, make that a slower recovery. It's not, the economy is not like a, you know, it doesn't just respond instantaneously. A lot of businesses are probably testing their viability too. I mean, after virtually being shut down for over a year. Uh, you know, oh, no, that's absolutely, yeah. It's not just the workers, it's the businesses as well. Yeah. Well, the businesses employ the workers, so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's both, and, and you know. <laughs> so the economy added a fair number of jobs in May, and, and uh, but what's happened to the unemployment rate? How close are we to full employment? Well, the unemployment rate uh, fell by three-tenths of a percent, which is a pretty important, you know, decline. Uh, went from 6.1% unemployment rate to 5.8%. So that's that's good news that it's declining. You know, how close are we to full employment? You know, the, there are a couple of figures that we might look at suggesting that full employment is probably in the range of four to four and a half percent. Congressional budget office, budget office estimates about the natural rate of unemployment of about four and a half percent just with people leaving jobs and leaving the labor force. And, you know, that's that's the, you know, that would be full employment. Federal Reserve policymakers, their March projection 
for long-term full employment in the economy was about 4%. So, you know, at 5.8%, we still have a ways to go to get down to that 4 to 4.5% full employment range. Um, and, and, you know, in addition, if we look at another in unemployment rate called the underemployment rate or U6. Now that that one still remains at 10.2% in May. Uh, so, you know, it would probably be down closer to seven or at least in the seven to 8% range when the economy is at full employment. So we still have a, a, a ways to go in, in the labor market. Gary, since you brought up the Fed, uh, your former employer, uh, they released a report last week called the Beige Book. What is it telling us about the condition of the economy? Well, the Beige Book is an anecdotal survey the Federal Reserve Banks conduct a few weeks before each of the eight monetary policy meetings every year. Um, and the news coming from the June 2nd Beige Book is is good. Um, overall, the national economy expanded at a moderate pace, I think is how they put it, from April to late May um, at somewhat at a what somewhat faster rate uh, than in the prior survey period. So that's definitely a plus. They noted that several Federal Reserve districts cited positive effects of vaccinations and relaxed social distancing distancing measures. Um, they also noted that you know there were some. You know, on the on the downside, some impacts of supply chain disruptions. Um, overall, they also noted that you know consumer spending increased, especially in the leisure and travel and restaurant spending areas, and those those are areas where we're seeing big increases in jobs as well. Factory output increased uh, despite shortages in materials and labor, um, and demand for professional and business services increased moderately and. Uh, we said straw, saw strong demand and demand for transportation services. So, you know, overall good news there as well. And perhaps even the best news that I took out of this was that overall expectations for the economy changed little um, and that the contacts were optimistic that economic growth will remain solid. So I would say the Beige Book has, you know, basically very good news on the economy going forward. Gary, the Fed policymakers will be meeting on June 15th and 16th. What else besides the job market might they be discussing? Well, of course, they'll be talking about you know how close the economy is to full employment because full employment is one of the Fed's two uh, monetary policy goals Congress has given them. Um, so they'll be very interested in you know conditions in the labor market that we've just discussed. Um, the uh, you know, whether it's improving, how close it is to full employment, you know, the uh, other Fed goal is, you know, 2% inflation on average, um, you know, so they'll be looking very carefully at recent movements and in the inflation numbers and data, um, clearly analyzing and discussing that. Um, the critical question there, I think, for policymakers, and they've been talking about this, is whether the recent surge in inflation is temporary. Um, related to all of the disruptions in the economy from COVID, um, or it's, you know, is it just the beginning of an inflationary trend? Um, you know, so, you know, <laughs> that that's a imp very important distinction for the Fed in terms of, you know, when they make uh, monetary policies and, you know, what those are, those are things that they will be watching very closely as we go forward. Um, they'll also be looking at projections for, for GDP growth for the rest of the year and, you know, going forward. Um, and those should be fairly strong. One more question, Gary. Have Fed policymakers been commenting on how they see the economy progressing? And what might it mean for monetary policy and interest rates? 
Yes, Paul. In past weeks, you know, they have been, you know, a number of policymakers have commented and, you know, they're talking about what they consider to be appropriate monetary policy is, you know, the economy recovers and, you know, different scenarios for what's going on. Um, you know, so there have been some, some comments about, you know, the timing of possible monetary policy changes, you know, including reducing bond purchases or when, what's the timing when the Fed might finally um, start raising interest rates from the, from the very low levels they're at now. Um, and, and it isn't unusual for sometimes the, the Fed policymakers to, you know, sort of signal what they're thinking about, uh, be, you know, noticeably before they start making the, the monetary policy decisions. You know, they are looking at a you know, fairly strong outlook. Um, you know, we, we did have a, a National Association of Business Economics forecast came out in, in May that was looking at, you know, 6.7% GDP growth in 2021. Um, that's in the same ballpark that the the Fed had in their March, you know, projections. Um, the the policymakers will have you know new projections um, coming out after this meeting in June. So you know, I, I think that you know we're likely to see them, uh, given you know how the economy has been rebounding, uh, that we we may very well see a, a strong um, growth rate GDP projections. Um, I don't expect them to make any major policy decisions just yet. Um, I think they're still kind of getting a, a handle on where things are going. Um, but, you know, this is certainly the time for them to be thinking about, you know, what they do in the future and what's the appropriate policy, depending on how the economy progresses, how the labor markets improve and you know, how, how inflation numbers behave. Gary, thanks so much for speaking with KVMR. And I look forward to our next chat. You're welcome, Paul. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.